the Beacon Drive-In Studios in Spartanburg, South Carolina. Fox Sports 1498.3 FM presents Start Your Engine. 20 years of trying, 20 years of frustration. Dale Earnhardt will come to the caution flag to win the Daytona 500. Here is your racing team for today. Show producer Ronnie Black. Local action from winning car builder and owner Alan Hill. Track reporter and racing insider Nelson Crozier. Former NASCAR team manager and author Greg Moore. Now, here's your host for Start Your Engines, racing historian and author, Harry Allen Wood. a hot Saturday. Welcome, everybody. Welcome, Gregory. Well, glad to be here. How you doing? Well, pretty good if I just quit falling down. What's the extra wheels you got over there? Well, uh, it's a walker, but it's like a chair. Anyway, I hope this is a temporary thing. I'm uh, sure it is a temporary thing. uh, uh, I bang myself up pretty good. Actually, it was after last week's show. I felt like we had such a good show. I just celebrated a little bit too much, and my foot caught on one of the throw rugs in the kitchen, and I landed on my other side. But anyway, it'll be all right. You got to practice soft landings. Yeah, I, I definitely do, Perry. I do that, but I'm tickled to be here. We've got a good guest, Bobby Allison, some other people. and uh, Well, no other a, people, <laughs> just well, Bobby Allison. Yeah, okay, that's right. We had a, a real good shot, we thought, at Kyle Petty, and we advertised him for 11 o'clock, but... We'll talk about this a little bit later. Maurice Petty, of course, Hall of Famer, which would be Kyle Petty's uncle and uh, Richard Petty's brother, passed away last Saturday, sometime, you know, after the show. And uh, naturally, Kyle uh, asked us if we could uh, maybe get him on another week. He thought maybe he could do it. And when we advertised him, he was booked in for 11 o'clock. But uh, he's not going to make it today. We'll get him later. Haven't had Kyle in a couple of years. And... uh, so then I had the bright idea, but not until late last night when I was doing my homework to get Jeremy Clements because uh, Xfinity's not racing this week. So we didn't even reach out for him until about an hour ago, or less than that. And uh, he texted me back and said, I'm getting on a boat in Charleston. I'm sorry. And I said, well, that's okay. We sort of sort of didn't plan that too well. So. Yeah, you should have told him, miss, go ahead and miss the boat and do the radio show. The radio show is more important than that cruise. Well, I don't know. Of course, <laughs> he'll wish he did if he gets on the cruise and they won't let him get off the boat or something. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, that'd be bad. That would be bad. Good morning, Alan. Good morning, gentlemen. How you doing? Over there doing your homework. I wasn't bothering you quite yet. Doing a little bit of homework over here. They had a little bit of racing going on last night at Carolina Speedway and Trying to get some results in here. Well, they had a little bit of racing at Cherokee last week, didn't they? Yeah, we had a little bit of racing going on over there. And what happened? Uh, Rumor has it you you got lucky. Y'all don't get lucky. lucky. He either gets lucky or he fools around and wins. Yeah. We got lucky. Well, I liked what you said coming in the front door that uh, you felt obligated to win, you and uh, Danny Tesnair and the 25T team. Because your brother did so well with the Cadillac down in Sebring. So, uh, y'all just keep it up. Uh, that's part of it. I mean, you know, my brother wins. I've got to go. we got to go win. I uh, mean, that's, uh, you know how it was. Great. The Hill brothers. brothers. Yeah, brothers is, you I'm know. telling you, you got to. 
Yeah, if he shows up, I've got to try. You know, we got to hold up that standard of whatever. Yeah, y'all didn't do coffee. Y'all don't do coffee, do you? Uh, and there a Hill brother, Hills Brothers coffee. Oh, uh, they something like okay. it. Okay, uh, I never thought of that. Uh, well, Hill Bur- Hill Brothers and Hillsboro. No, this is a. Uh, I know there's a Hills Brothers coffee, but uh, anyway, yeah, we got a good show. Ronnie Black, of course, is a member of the show, and uh, he's already texted me this morning, Alan, that he wants Martin Truex. Lanny's all. He's going to stick with him one way or the other. And uh, let's see, here's some markers. And uh, Lanny texted me a few minutes ago and said that he wants Keslowski. And then uh, um, Nelson texted me and said he couldn't make the show today. And he's going to, uh, he didn't give me a pick, so we'll give him a who, had, who he had last week. Two car. Uh, the two car for uh, no who Nelson had the two car. No, no Nelson. Uh, let's see who was Nelson had. I'll have to look back on my notes. Okay, check your notes there. Um, but this is our one hundredth show, and we're real tickled that we made it this far. I sort of said something about it last week and said we weren't required to wear tuxedos or anything, but Greg did wear his dress pants again, and. Uh, I put on my white Gamecock hat, which I hardly ever wear. I got on my Budmore Hall of Fame shirt that he gave me and only wear on very special occasions. And um, <laughs> helping Greg get his walker in the trunk of the car, I sliced my leg open. So I'm, I got blood running down my right leg and into my sock. So uh, I look pretty good if you don't go down too far. And so we'll... Um, I got a question for you, Greg, and maybe uh, this is a surprise question. And Ronnie, if you're out there listening, you can uh, you can weigh in on this too. I got to thinking yesterday, who has been on Spartanburg Radio? I'm talking about over the air terrestrial radio, the longest currently. And I got to thinking about it, and I said, well, it can't be Clary because he's he's kind of recent. Or anybody else at this radio station. And this is about the only radio station it could be. Bill Drake's been dead for years, so not him. So I said, it's probably Greg or Ronnie. Oh. Because uh, I don't think Dale Wilkerson does a show. Uh, not on terrestrial radio anyway. And certainly it's not me. So, um, Greg, about I mean, whenever you started back with Dale on Dropping the Hammer... Ronnie was already here, right? Right. Okay, so it would be Ronnie, except for the fact that although Ronnie is a member of this show, he hasn't been here since March. You know, he didn't come back from we took our pandemic layoff. So if you talk about continuous shows, except for maybe an occasional absence for illness or or um, uh, you know, vacation or something, I think it's you. Well, I appreciate I think- that. We did start this show, uh, basically the, the, the format for it. Dale had started. It was from 8 to 8.30 on Saturday mornings. Great time slot. and uh, Yeah, great time slot. And uh, somehow or another, I, somebody said that I was available, and they got me up here, and it was about the third week that they had done it. Well, according to the book we wrote, that happened down at Basil's. Yeah. With the flow. Yeah, Flo, who uh, lived real close to the radio station, she would come in here. Flo Clark. 
and and Flo Clark would come over here and, and load tapes and stuff at night, early in the morning, and uh, she helped. And early going, she helped out a bunch. And it wasn't it wasn't but about six months, or it wasn't really that much. Perry got involved. No, uh, you put me way too early in this thing, way too early. But anyway, you uh. You've been in a long time. Well, for, well forget me. Forget, that's not me. I'm not even in the ballpark here. But And besides, even at that, I was only on the show maybe once a year. <laughs> then it got to be a weekly couple of minutes on, on recording. But anyway, getting back to what you were saying, I think uh, the way you told it to me to get to the point was that uh, when, when we wrote your book was that she, um, y'all were all at Basil's at the same time. And Dale was in there. And she went and said, Dale, I got somebody that would really be good for your show. Something like this. And he said, who's that? And she said, Bud Moore's son, Greg. And he went, holy cow, uh, get him over here. And then y'all got hooked up. And Wait the show, that, yep. show got better immediately when you started bringing in Mario Andretti and Parnelli Jones and people as guests. And uh, the... Time period changed, and it's been a lot of time periods. I mean, I was even on the show for a while there when we were doing three hours. So, I mean, we've had all kinds of different formats. But somewhere along the way, it went to an hour with a better time slot, usually around 10 o'clock or something. And uh, 11 to 12 or 10 to 12. I remember one time we were 10 to 1. So, uh, anyway, the point of the matter is um, you get my vote for being the oldest or the longest, you know, longevity-wise, continually a member of a radio show in Spartanburg, which I guess we'd have to look and see what the exact date that was. I, only Dale could probably tell us. Ronnie, can, uh, he might know a little bit better. I would say, well, we moved here in 2002, and I don't think I was on the show before about 2004 or 5 or 6 or something like that. It was, it no, was, no, no, I'm sorry. We moved here in 2006. We moved to Charlotte in 2002. Y'all just had moved in. And, and, and when I realized I was going to be part of the show when we were playing up there at the, the cellar. At the cellar. It uh, was a Budweiser sponsor deal and, and had some sponsors and real nice place. And uh, I called you up. And you and Giannis come to all the shows. Well, we came to one. And and y'all and Bud Moore was there. He was in house guest and and uh, Houser people in there. Houser yeah. was there. Well, yeah, you had your family and uh, there was a. It was in the cellar, which is in the basement of uh, what is now Guacamole Grill on Fernwood Glendale Road, across from the cemetery next to the dry cleaners, and uh, or the fire department, I guess. And the uh, you know it it sort of took off from there. Uh, got kicked out of the cellar. But that first show, we um, had some contests. The first show I was on, y- y'all gave away some of those big 124-scale die-casts asking trivia questions that I answered <laughs> because, I mean, it was kind of a crooked deal. Those cards are still sitting on my desk at home. So, uh, anyway. You know how we got those things? Well, I don't know. It was they a, were neat. They were Buddy Baker and Bobby Allison cars. Well, what happened is there was a guy that uh, was handling the Winston souvenir truck, which yeah. carried everybody's stuff plus a lot of Winston stuff. Yeah. And with all the sponsor changing that they do, certain cars with their decals, we even had some shirts, they get obsolete. Yeah. 
and people want the latest. Right. And we was able to buy them at way below cost. I mean, way below cost. Yeah. Just to make shelf space for the new stuff coming in because uh, it just changes a lot. And like I say, over a period of time, and so we was able to get that and offer it and, uh, to people if they ask questions right and everything. And uh, Perry no answered every one of them. Well, especially... And, yeah. But that's good. Yeah, that's good. But, uh, it was kind of a it was kind of a crooked deal. I'd say I, I might have even thought up the question. I don't know. But anyway, it was, <laughs> it, was it was some pretty easy stuff. But anyway, that's uh that's how it got started. And um, I, I meant to look up what our first show was. I'm not sure, but it had to be the Saturday before the 2018 Daytona 500, yeah. whatever that day was, sometime in mid February of 2018. So. Um, except for uh, the weeks that we are we're off during the off season, which is roughly Thanksgiving to Daytona, Thanksgiving to Valentine's Day, we don't do a show, and then we took seven weeks off this year for the pandemic, and and uh, uh, otherwise we're a continuous show. Um, we're just not twenty, we're not um, twelve months out of the year. So anyway, we're real proud proud to have made it this far. I don't know if I would have bet we would have. But if you think about it, and Nelson Crozier, he's been a part of this show. Now, I, I don't know when y'all got him on the show, but uh, he's, a, he's a continuous member of the cast here. Uh, he's been probably, what you looking around for, Alan? You're a, com- I don't think you I, I guess I'm the newcomer. You are the newcomer, and uh, but you are a regular member of the cast. So, uh, <laughs> anyway, enough about that. While we're talking about the station, let me... Uh, I just like to thank Clary and uh, uh, the Delaney's and everybody that lets us come in here and do this on Saturday morning. Man, I do too. Um, and at the time we did it, I think maybe uh, I don't know was Hauser still in on then or not? He probably was in 2018. I, uh, he hadn't left yet. I know that much. But we uh, um, thank everybody that lets us do this from week to week. And uh, well, I mean, as long as we stay healthy. Which is uh, touch and go sometimes. We're, Mainly right? with me. Well, uh, Nelson's under the weather, and Ronnie uh, isn't going to come in until this thing gets cleared up. So, uh, go ahead. Anyway, what I was going to say, one thing that really had an impact on the show early on. Uh, like I say, Perry got on the deal pretty early. And he done these three-minute looking back at different race tra- different drivers. And... It was so ironic. I'd already had people at Bilo tell me they was really loved Perry's part in there because they learned stuff. I mean, hell, I learned stuff off of it. And uh, I was getting MRI on my neck, and the girl was taking the MRI and everything brought it up. Said, "Don't y'all do that, real?" She said, "Man, they said, man, we love that three minutes with Perry Wood." <laughs> okay. So it was shortly after that, you become a permanent member. Uh, well, I was a permanent member on on tape. Or on a on a digital media because I wasn't here, but y'all used them anyway. But anyway, before we get this is a, a perfect opportunity to thank Lanny McKinney who does our uh, our podcast and which I listen to um, every week the previous show. And I'll tell you about listening to the show number fifty nine here in a little while. I listened to that one yesterday, and um, he maintains the Budmore Engineering website and our Facebook page. And we just couldn't do without Lanny, and uh, he's already called in. Did I give you his pick? He wanted Keselowski? Yes. So Lanny's a part of the show and a very important part 
Yeah. And we appreciate everything he does. And and I want to thank Trent Lancaster. Uh, we want to thank all our sponsors. The Beacon, this is the Beacon Studio and the one that are. Trent Lancaster is a financial advisor. And he loved the show. He's he's been sponsoring the show, I think, for a long, long time. And uh, yeah, he sponsors a lot of shows here on this station. He's a good friend of WSPG AM and FM, which is what we are. Fourteen hundred AM, ninety-eight three FM. Uh, this station has been here, and this building is fourteen hundred as long as I can remember. I mean. I was born in 1952, and I guess I think I start remembering stuff about 1955 or 6. And it's been the first call letter. Well, we got up against a break here. But the first call letters I can remember was WJAN. And then it's been WTHE. It's been WZOO. Um, That's right. It was the zoo. Yeah. It's uh, WHCQ. Uh, WKDY? KDY or KCY, which was one of those. KDY, maybe. Uh, that sounds better. Um, maybe another one or two because I was gone for 25 years and now it's WSPG, but it's been 1400 and right here in this building on Garner Road since, well, I know since it was WJAN and that was a long time ago and they had Bob Dean running around the station wagon with it painted on the sides and the lightning bolts on it and WJAN. And if there was a wreck down here at the intersection, they'd go to Bob Dean on the scene of a traffic accident. You know, and he'd, uh, he'd tell you about the wreck. So news yeah. was big back in the early, yeah, late I, 50s, early 60s. Yeah, I know Perry uh, probably done some stuff up here before. I know a long time ago that uh, I come up here, uh, me and Larry Pearson would talk on, that's back when T.C. Lewis owned the station. Years ago. But anyway. Well, let's take a break right now. And um, we're going to come back and talk to one of my favorite drivers of all time. And uh, we got him especially for this 100th show. And that's Bobby Allison. You're listening to Start Your Engines on 1400 AM, 98.3 FM, and the Beacon Driving Studios in Spartanburg. Start Your Engines will be back after this quick pit stop on Fox Sports 1498.3 FM. Steve and Jerry here from the world-famous Beacon Drive-In in Spartanburg. Jerry, the Beacon opened back in 1946. How many years have we been serving great food at great prices? Hey, plant day. Seventy years? How many folks are we still serving every week? Hey, plant day. Well, like you always say, I like my job, but I love my customers. But can you say something other than a plant day? All it. Join Steve and Jerry at the world-famous Beacon Drive-In, John White Boulevard in Spartanburg, where the food is still always good since 1946. Speedy Lube in Inman says to save time is to lengthen life for you and your car. Let Speedy Lube, Asheville Highway in Inman, lengthen the life and performance of your vehicle. Speedy Lube offers professional ASC certified mechanical service for your car. Be it an oil change, AC work, tires, brakes, front end, or any type of major or minor repair. Trust Speedy Lube in Inman. Open weekdays from 8 till 6. For fast, fair, and friendly service, visit Speedy Lube, Asheville Highway in Inman. Fox Sports 1400 now has an app. Like mozzarella sticks? No, it's an app for your phone. My phone is hungry? Okay, so for the rest of you. Download the Fox Sports 1400 app today with our elite audio text line. Just search Fox Sports 1400 in Google Play or the App Store. Download our app today by searching Fox Sports 1400. Man, I need a new car, but I have no idea where to look. Have you tried Impex Pre-Owned at Bowling Springs? Pre-Owned? 
I'm not looking for something with lots of mileage on it. That's why you need to go to Impex Pre-Owned, because they have a huge selection of new model cars and trucks with low mileage. Well, that sounds great, but i got to stick to my budget. And that's another reason why you need to check out Impex Pre-Owned. New model cars with low mileage at thousands less than you'll find anywhere else. Call Yvette today at 864-327-9297 or check out ImpexPreOwned.com. Impex Pre-Owned. Quality used cars made easy. Get ready for a slam dunk during the Nissan Now Sales event at Greer Nissan. It's Markdown Madness, and you'll score big with huge savings and low payments on all your favorite Nissan models. Get in the zone in an all-new 2020 Nissan Sentra for only $129 per month. Take your pick. You can drive a 2020 Nissan Altima or Rogue for only $199 per month. Or score a new Titan pickup and save up to 30% off. Get big savings on our large selection of used vehicles, too. And if you need credit, come and get it. Bench those high payments and slam dunk on savings during the Nissan Now Sales event at Greer Nissan today. Low prices, big selection, and committed to quality customer service. Come see us on Wade Hampton Boulevard or shop online at GreerNissan.com. Call 864-479-1197 for more details. Are you sick of all the cookie-cutter, boring barbershops? If so, you need to visit the Ironspur Barber Company in Hillcrest Shopping Center. At the Ironspur Barber Company, professionalism and customer service is their top priority. Owner A.J. West makes sure that every customer gets exactly the haircut they want when they sit in his chair. So if you want to get your hair cut like you like it and in a fun, man-cave-like environment, then give A.J. a call at 864-466-5289. The Ironspur Barber Company offers military and first responder discounts, and everyone is always welcome, even Clemson fans. First-time visitors, mention this ad and get $5 off. Call for an appointment today at 466-5289. The Fox Sports 1400 app is the best way to keep up with Spartanburg Sports Scene. Download it now by searching Fox Sports 1400, either at the Apple Store or via Google Play. And welcome back to Start Your Engines on Fox Sports Spartanburg. And, you know, when I knew this was going to be our 100th show this week, I told Greg, I said, Greg, you got to get somebody very special for the 100th show, and he, he didn't hesitate. He said, Bobby Allison. So it's my great pleasure to welcome on Start Your Engines this morning, Bobby Allison. Good morning, Bobby. Good morning. How you all doing? We're doing great. Yeah, just great. trying to beat the heat up here and everything, Bobby. Oh, yeah. That, uh, <laughs> it, it, being, it is summertime. I know it, but uh, yeah. it, it, it's been awful hot and yeah. uh, different different things, but... You know, I just think back to the times, you know, that of all the car owners you drove for, you know, you helped more race teams, saved race teams, ran your own race team that would win. Uh, yeah. You the full package. You absolutely full full package. And I just, I can't thank you enough for being my friend and driving for us those few years and got us out of the gutter and uh, got us all going again. And them was some yeah. fun times, weren't they? Had a lot of good times, uh, Greg, and you know, and, and uh, got treated really good by a lot of people, but especially by your dad and your your you and your brothers and and the whole Budmore team, really. Yep, we were like a family affair. Yeah, I mean, we go to racetrack. There was Pop Allison. Uh, Donnie come. We didn't run full schedule, so a lot of the races Donnie would come, like at Bristol, something case. Uh, Bobby needs some relief. Matter of fact, uh, something come through the windshield at Rockingham, and Donnie about won the race, and uh, the car was good, but uh, 
uh, Davey was there, all of us. It was it was a family affair, and it wasn't what no squabbling or nothing like that going on. Just a lot of fun and very successful, very yeah. successful. Yeah, lots of good times for sure. Well, Bobby, you actually, uh, and I know those, that was probably my favorite car Bud Moore ever had was that white Thunderbird with those blue fifteens on it. That was just a, that was an impressive car, really? and, and Bobby drove it so well. But you actually drove for two other teams here in Spartanburg. With uh, you drove for Cotton for a little while, and you drove for Mario Rossi. Yeah, uh, you know I drove for Cotton for for those few races after David left that time, and but Cotton was really upset about uh, David leaving, and just really uh, had a tough time with him. You know, I finally did win a race in one of his cars, but uh, we really. Uh, didn't didn't have the good times that I had with Bud Moore. The other time with Mario Rossi, uh, that was a, a pretty good situation. I ended up being part owner of the team. Well, I didn't know that. That went on a lot in those days, and and uh, Mario was famous for being out of money. <laughs> <laughs> but he, you know, he could put some good stuff together with good people, and uh, he got eighty. My brother Eddie to come up there for a while and, and help along and and uh, Chuck Looney, uh, my big really good buddy from uh, there in Hueytown, uh, best from Alabama, and he came along and did some guesting for the for the team. And in fact, with with uh, Mario, we won the the first pit crew contest, beat the Wood Brothers in the pit crew contest, and. and uh, really held that, that position for that whole first year. You, you know, I, I know we talked about it on a previous show, so I won't get into it here, but I tell you, one of the, I've seen a lot of races, not as many as you guys, but I tell you, one of the best races I ever saw was when you drove that Dodge Daytona for Mario Rossi and won the Atlanta 500 on Easter Sunday. That was uh, that was one of my favorite wins anywhere by anybody. Yeah, that's, that, was, that was really good. And, you know, being Easter Sunday, uh, Judy and I had taken our kids and gone to Mass. And uh, then we were all dressed in church clothes and showed up for a, a family picture there at the racetrack. So I've got a really nice picture of me and, and Judy and, and all four of the kids uh, all dressed out in the Sunday best there at Atlanta Raceway just before the start of that race. Yeah, I don't know the exact date. I know it was... Probably it was March or April of nineteen. I know it was nineteen seventy. That much I'm sure of. Yeah. Yes, Bobby. Yeah. Didn't you drive for Holman and Moody for a little while? Run good. Yeah, uh, the first time I drove the the last four races uh, in nineteen sixty seven, and I won three of them, and then gave the fourth one away, and then John Holman fired me. Uh, <laughs> Brilliant. Which at the time I was pretty mad about him firing me, but as I look at things over the long term, I. I deserved it because uh, I was winning the race really easy and saw that I could lap another car right there at the finish. And so I drove up outside of him, and he drove me right into the wall, and I ended up stopped about 50 feet before the checker flag, and Pitty made a full lap around the racetrack and came back and won the race. I tell you, we're talking to Bobby Allison here, 1983 Winston Cup champion, 1990 IROC champion. Uh, three-time Daytona 500 winner, four-time Southern 500 winner, and um, 
World 600, I mean, uh, and, and inducted into the NASCAR Hall of Fame, which has to be about my favorite class with uh, Bud Moore and David Pearson and uh, Lee Petty and, um, Kale. and Kale. I mean, what a great class you went in with. And while I'm on that subject, the week that he got voted in, we had Red Farmer on the show. And uh, I know I know he's uh, the patriarch of the Alabama gang. And he was in the garage getting his car ready because he'd wrecked it the night before in a heat race. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, you know, uh, Red is, is quite a character anyway. I worked for Red when I was a teenager for a, a short period of time. But helped him get a, a set of dual four barrels that they had. Uh, worked out really good, and he won, uh, like the first 19 races he went to was his first Chevrolet modified. And, uh, we became friends, and, and uh, we stayed friends, and there in Hueytown, his property backed up to my property. Uh, you couldn't really get from one place to the other without really going through the woods, but, but at least, uh, we backed up to each other there. And, uh, stayed friends. Forever and ever. And uh, I got invited to a birthday party. Uh, Red would never tell his age. And so uh, I got his wife, Joan, invited me to a, a birthday party for him. Uh, and I was 45 years old. You know, it was pretty far into my career. But he was out there running them dirt cars and doing all that stuff. And uh, I was 45 years old. So now I'm looking at... Uh, turning 83 so to me that means he he gave him a shirt that said 55 uh, double nickel which told me he is 55 and uh, so that was 10 years older than me so if I'm coming up on 83 he's got to be uh, and he just had a birthday and so I'm sure it was his 93rd Good. and he is still racing he keeps getting it. He's like Bobby He's out Oster. there giving that dirt heck. <laughs> but, uh, Bobby, tell us about the deal. You know, there's been a controversy for years. You know, you've actually won a race and didn't even get credit for it, which has always been, I don't know why that happened. But what was that deal there? I know it had something to do with the Grand Touring cars, and you took a Grand Touring car that had a little motor, no horsepower, nothing, and they smoked them. And then... You didn't get no credit for it or something. How'd that deal come about? I can't yeah, remember. Uh, actually, uh, they couldn't get full fields on some of the short tracks, and so they allowed the Grand Americans to run, thinking they would fill up the back of the, the field. And uh, they got fooled because Tiny Lund had a Camaro that was really good, and uh, Jim Pascoe had a little AMC that was really good. And uh, Melvin Joseph had, had Holman Moody built him a Mustang, and I got to drive it for Melvin, uh, and it was really good. So I won at Winston-Salem with the thing. And uh, for a, a couple of years, it counted, and then all of a sudden it dropped out of the thing, and they decided, well, because it was a Mustang, it wasn't really a Grand National car, and so they wouldn't give me the credit for it. And uh, <clears throat> I guess I, I stepped on somebody's toes. Uh, somewhere there in the management part of the deal with NASCAR. And, and uh, you know, this, yeah, I kind of shrugged it off, but then they gave Tiny Lund credit for his two wins. I mean, it makes I said, no Wait sense. Wait a minute. Now, if Tiny Lund can win on a Camaro and get credit, 
and I went in a Mustang, I ought to get credit also. So that's where it stands. I'm still trying to get credit for it. It's the only race in the NASCAR record book that does not have a listed winner. That's crazy. I mean, that makes no it's sense. It's unreal. And, and if you got that win, now, correct me if I'm wrong, I think that would, wouldn't that be 80, would that be 85? And uh, uh, and tie you with Waltrip or Yarborough or somebody. It, it's important. Yeah, it tied me with uh, uh, tied me with Waltrip. Yeah, at eighty four. But you and, spoke and to that him. would give me one more than him, and you know they they loved Waltrip for all those years, and so part of the deal was maybe they didn't want to take the the tie away from him. Wanted to give. Put me one ahead of him. They didn't want to do that. Well, we got to work on that. Yeah. But what, one of the things that that uh, I would have had backwards. Now, the way he told me or told us on the show a few weeks ago was that actually Red Farmer followed you guys to Alabama, and I would have thought it was the other way around. No, no, no. I w- I went first. Donnie and I went first. Right. I went with my car and took Donnie along with me, uh, and. Kenny Andrews had a car, and he had Gil Hearn driving it. So Kenny took his car, and I took mine. Uh, the second week, uh, Gil Hearn decided to quit and go home, and Kenny said, what do I do, what do I do? I said, put Donnie in that thing. And so we went to Montgomery. I had not won a feature event yet in my career. And went to Montgomery, and I had to start last because I got ran late on my preparation, and yeah, should have done a better job on that, but anyway, I didn't. And uh had to start last and won my first feature event of my career. And Donnie Allison ran his first modified feature of his career, and he finished by six in that with, I mean, some really good competitors there. So uh it was a good night for both of us. Yeah, it sure was. I, I tell you, uh, your brother Donna, he done he done a world of good, and the two of you were this, this this great fun people to have around. But what I want people to know, Bobby Allison knows about wind tunnels. He fixed the Buick front nose himself. He knows about engines. He actually spoke, got pulling about twenty more horsepower out of that AMC than Penske was. And Bobby knows about building motors and everything. I remember he come up with a header deal. It was his deal. And told me about it, and we went and had our guy make some up, and it was 15 horsepower, boom, right off the bat. And I can't think of any, anything that Bobby ever done or suggested that didn't help it. It was pretty good with airplanes, too, from what I understand. Yeah, flying airplane, <laughs> yeah. too. Well, I love those airplanes, too, you know. Uh, but uh, I really enjoyed the racing. I enjoyed the... the uh, mechanical part of it, you know, the, the experiment with stuff to make that thing go better and and uh, got to do some pretty neat things along the way. And, and then I got to playing with those airplanes and, and got to having some pretty good times with that too. You know, I put turbine engines on my Aerostar. Uh, Aerostar was already a, a hot rod airplane that you could, could go by, but then the turbine engines uh, made it a step better too. So uh, I was uh, pretty pretty pleased about that, too. Yeah, that, that airplane deal was great because I remember uh, on several occasions, uh, you and Neil, 
uh, it'd be you and Neil. You, I can't remember exactly who, but I remember many a times landing in Martinsville in places like that. And Bud being a co-pilot seat and Bobby's driving the plane and me and Neil sitting there and we're all talking, but Bobby could drive an airplane. That's, that's no problem. And enjoy doing it, too. Could do a oh, trick yeah. or two, too. Daddy said, the only thing Bud ever said, said, man, don't turn this thing over when I'm in it. <laughs> <laughs> but Bobby could do it very successfully. No doubt about it. Let me ask you one question, and this is really backing up a good bit, uh, Bobby, but who is Bob Sunderman? Bob Sunderman uh, was a, a fictitious guy <laughs> that was manufactured by the pit steward at, at Hylia Speedway. Uh, what happened... Uh, my my sister Claire, my older sister Claire, was uh, dating a boy from the neighborhood by the name of Bob Sunman. Bob Sunman's father had a race car, and and I knew him and I knew his father, and they they went to the short track races, uh, not not all the time, but but pretty a bit bit of the time. And uh, I wanted to go up to uh, to Hollywood to the NASCAR race. But I was wasn't quite old enough to get a NASCAR license. But also, uh, I guess it cost a few bucks, and I didn't have the few bucks. And so Bob Sunman lent me his uh, NASCAR license. And when I signed in, the the steward there at Hollywood Speedway knew what the deal was, and so he changed it to Bob Sunderman. Well, then I had a decent finish, and uh, the it went down. And it, 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 I got listed in the paper where I finished in the feature event Sunday morning paper. And my dad was sitting there reading the paper. And he said, "Hey, boy, come here." <laughs> <laughs> and I said, "Yes, sir." <laughs> I thought I was going really get whooped up on because you know my dad was a big old strong guy and I hadn't grown yet I was still like a little, little bitty runt you know and uh, went over there and he said who is this Bob Sunderman and I said oh dad I gotta go race I, I gotta do it and he said let me tell you something son whatever you want to do you do it with honor You, if you want to race you use your own name and you do it with honor and I thought that was the greatest uh, prompt I ever got from anybody to go out there and do my best and to, to have a good career. So uh, Bob Sunderman went away right away. But uh, <laughs> at least he made a little bit of a dent in the, in the story. Yep. And he followed you racing from then on uh, just about everywhere. And one thing I want to bring up is show you how good Bobby was we, we seemed like we won about the first three of the first five races in '78 with that old boxy Thunderbird and we had a Ford and it was down on power and but uh, we did we did have a handling race car between Bobby and Bud they, that that rear steering the spindles whatever they done to it that thing would go through the corner about wide open and it just and it just made it look like it's flying down the straightaway and everything but uh, Bobby got laid in some weather at Richmond and we had the car up there and he called ahead and just told us to just let Neil run the brakes in run it a couple of laps you know just make sure it's settled and Bobby jumps in the car 
He ain't had a lap practice. Not one lap practice around the old Richmond racetrack. And sits on a pole. We run about sixth or seventh in the race. Because uh, I think that was that old terrain. We did, Bobby did drive one of those terrains that one time. And then, uh, but, I mean, can you imagine this, this going across the racetrack, putting on a uniform and everything, crawling, buckling in and, and push him right out there on the line and, and runs like that? I mean... We 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 got to do some really neat things though. You know, I was enthusiastic, and uh, you know, you guys would would adjust the car for me, which I was with several teams that wouldn't adjust the car for me. You know, I'd say need need more bite. Ah, you don't get no more bite. Or <laughs> need less bite. No, you don't get less bite. And uh, <laughs> whatever I said, the the Budmore group. Would, would do that to the car and uh, they and I knew with Neil running the car he he drove my car some during Hueytown and uh, in Alabama and, and uh, I knew that he you know, knew what my stuff felt like and so if he'd driven the thing and it did okay with it it'd be okay with me so and the car was good and I jumped in there and when I got on the pole Bobby, there is so much to talk to you about. We're, we're going to have to let you go here in a second. But, I mean, that's the thing about having Bobby Allison, and, and you're such a great choice for our, our 100th show, and we love talking to you. We, I mean, we didn't get anywhere near. I love the matadors you had, and you won both races at Darlington in 75, and you went to Indianapolis a couple of times and for yeah. Penske. And, uh, I mean, you've done it all, and you did it all well. And, and my daughter's. She'll be 20 years old in three weeks, and you're still her favorite driver. <laughs> and He's still my favorite driver, my, too. You know, mine, too. And Oh, and I got to mention before you go, the, the last time I saw you is when you brought your, uh, or the gentleman, what's his name, Greg, that brought the Thunderbird Jim, to, Jim Walker, yeah. to, to Applebee's. Um, and uh, and you were there, and you had your books, and uh, you were signing autographs and taking pictures, and that was just a great Saturday afternoon. I didn't know what to expect, and I got there, and it was a full-blown uh, event. And um, you were just fantastic. You looked great and <laughs> holding babies, <laughs> getting pictures made. It was something else. Ain't no, been no crowd at that happy since then like that. Yeah, that we, was super fun. We figured fun. out how to enjoy whatever we had to do, and that, that was really good. And that, that, my dad, well, my mom and dad both really contributed to that from early on. Well, Bobby, um, Greg, thank you for coming up with Bobby for the for the hundredth uh, show anniversary, and it, really, there there was no other choice. There really wasn't, and, and I'm I'm just well, honored to be his friend, sure. and me and him always got along real good. I know one thing Bobby said, <laughs> which is really the truth. He said, "Greg, you do a good job. You grind on them heads and stuff." He said, but around the racetrack here, he said, if you'd spend more time working than trying to get out of work, it, it'd probably help us out. And everybody <laughs> laughed, which is about the truth. I scared a bud, and uh, uh, Bobby wasn't. And I was scared of Bobby, but I liked him. And uh, the super good deal. Super good deal all the way around. Well, Bobby... We sure did good. Bobby, thank you so much for coming on. And uh, you sound great. And I can't wait till maybe we can get together again sometime. I don't know if you got any trips to Applebee's in you. But uh, if you ever get to Spartanburg, please let us know. And uh, I know you're a, 
you're a legend in every form of uh, everything you've ever touched. The cars, Indy cars, you name it. Uh, stock cars, modifieds. Thank you so much for coming on the show, and we really appreciate it. And take care of yourself during these uh, scary times. Okay, mighty fine. Thank you, and thank I you. Sure do appreciate y'all having me for sure. Thank you. Wow, thank you. great interview there with Bobby Allison, Greg. Great, great job. Well, the, the man uh, y'all was asking, don't get asked all the time, who was the greatest race driver? Who was the greatest race driver? Well, you know, a lot of times people say, well, the king. Well, I've always kind of leaned toward David Pearson because of Spartanburg. And then people talk about Earnhardt. But I I have to kind of give the nod to Bobby up there pretty doggone strong. Yeah, he'd have to be in the top two or three. I or mean, he, 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 he might have been the best. Look, Highly possible. We got to go. We're way overdue for a, uh, a station break. We're going to come back and have four or five minutes before we're the top of the hour break. But uh, anyway... Great interview. Couldn't think of anybody better to have. And uh, just, he sounds really good like you said he would. But we'll take a, a few minutes off here to sell some stuff. You're listening to Start Your Engines on Fox Sports Spartanburg. Frank's for the Memories is a great hot dog place for lunch. Why Frank's for the Memories? Because hot dogs for the Memories just doesn't cut the mustard. Frank's for the Memories has more than great hot dogs. Enjoy a choice of four delicious bird dogs featuring a deep-fried chicken tender on a hot dog bun. Frank's for the Memories makes their homemade chili daily and has great signs like french fries, onion rings, and corn nuggets. Frank's for the Memories 468 Oak Grove Road next to Westview Elementary is open for lunch Monday through Saturday till 3.30 p.m. Frank's for the Memories. Get ready for a slam dunk during the Nissan Now Sales event at Greer Nissan. It's Markdown Madness. And you'll score big with huge savings and low payments on all your favorite Nissan models. Get in the zone in an all-new 2020 Nissan Citra for only $129 per month. Take your pick. You can drive a 2020 Nissan Altima or Rogue for only $199 per month. Or score a new Titan pickup and save up to 30% off. Get big savings on our large selection of used vehicles, too. And if you need credit, come and get it. Bench those high payments and slam dunk on savings during the Nissan Now Sales event at Greer Nissan today. Low prices, big selection, and committed to quality customer service. Come see us on Wade Hampton Boulevard or shop online at GreerNissan.com. Call 864-479-1197 for more details. Your complete car care center is Par 3 Automotive in Boiling Springs. Par 3 Automotive can take care of your vehicle in a hurry. Whether you need an oil change, new tires, alignments, or anything in between, they have you covered. When it's hot outside, let them check your air conditioning. They specialize in maintenance and repairs, big or small. If you need your oil change quickly, ask about their express oil change. Stop in at 1930 Boiling Springs Road or call for an appointment, 864-599-5900. That's Par 3 Automotive, your complete car care center. Make Phillips and Long Fuel Chesney your source for propane in Spartanburg County. They offer propane for hot water heaters, cooking, and heat. They can fill your grill tank and get you ready for grilling season. Not only do they sell propane, but they sell a large variety of propane accessories such as grill tanks and other appliances that run on propane. If your propane tank is running low, call and they'll have it filled within one business day. Call them at 864-461-8511. That's Phillips and Long Fuel, located at 421 South Alabama Avenue in Chesney. Throughout your life, you've worked hard to accumulate assets. 
to build wealth and to provide for your family. You've built a comfortable life full of shared memories and experiences. Providing and protecting your loved ones is never more critical than when you aren't there to do so. While having a will is important, it's not the only way. That is why developing an estate plan can be the best thing you will ever do for them. Working with our estate planning experts, Trent Lancaster in the Spartanburg office of Janie Montgomery Scott can help you to design a customized estate plan that can protect and preserve your assets for the next generation. The sooner you begin, the sooner you can be at ease knowing that your loved ones will be provided for as you intended. Contact Trent today to discuss your estate planning needs by calling 864-585-8282. That's 864-585-8282. Or visit TrentLancaster.com. Janie Montgomery Scott, LLC, member FINRA, NYSE, and SIPC. The Dan Patrick Show. Weekdays from 9 to noon on Spartanburg's Fox Sports 1400. Now on FM at 98.3. Welcome back to Start Your Engines, and uh, great interview, and we're still talking about it here. As uh, what what'd you, what'd Mike text you? Uh, my brother said that, uh, <laughs> talking about Bobby Allison flying the airplane, that he took off on the back straightaway at Michigan with him. With him in the plane? I guess he was. You know, sometimes <laughs> these airplane people, they ain't got good sense anyway, much less race car drivers. Uh, you uh, know, that's... Uh, that's uh, <laughs> But to be I, I mean, you think about the wings sticking out and everything, and the the wall, and I mean, I get obviously there was enough room, but oh yeah, I, I wonder how, how he came to land there in the first place. I mean, that's uh, uh, sort of probably caught, um, kept him having to call a cab or get a ride from the airport when you land on the track. Well, you know, back in the day, you know, drivers used to drive. Then they ever sudden, I think Allison was one of the first ones that started flying his own plane to the racetracks and stuff. So, uh, you know, it kind of made life a little bit easier for him drivers and stuff. And now these drivers got all these jet pilots and stuff. And sometimes that didn't work out too good. Yeah, it didn't work out for Earnhardt. Well, it worked out for Dale Jr., but... Uh, not too good for his pocketbook as far as that jet plane they had. You know, uh, there was some stuff came out about that actually uh, last week or something about how the pilot had to kick the door open and they got it open just enough for them to squeeze out of there. I mean, that was a lot closer than I thought it was. And then they said when Junior got out on the grass or, you know, out of the plane, he was just completely overcome and, you know, went to his knees and that was a close call. Yeah, um, I got a couple of texts that came in here from uh, one from Lanny, who uh, throws out that 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 this radio station was also uh, WKDY, uh, WYYR. I don't remember that one. Of course, I was gone a while, and WMMZ. Then it went back to KDY. He says, and uh, and now we're WSPG. So um, hopefully they've uh, settled on a. The call letters there, and and then Ronnie, ever on his toes, sends us a picture of uh, Hills Brothers coffee. <laughs> so, uh, and, just, uh, and just got this text in here. It said, since Bobby's decided he landed on the back straight away, here come Kale Yarborough in there, and then here come Pearson in there. So you know, if one's going to do it, the other one's got to show show the other one he can do it too. I wonder if that was all at the same time. I mean, it looked like the <laughs> it looked like the rampant. I wonder what NASCAR had to say about that, boy. <laughs> 
That's something else, I tell you what. Um, we got a couple of minutes here before the break, uh, and we'll come back. And uh, really, we got a lot of time. Unfortunately, we, as I said, we didn't get Kyle Petty, and we fooled around and didn't get uh, Jeremy Clements. Uh, so, um, for once, we've got extra time today. And in the next couple of minutes, just um, seriously, how, how did you fool around and win that race last week? Uh-huh. I mean, now you got about three minutes. How about, I mean, that, that's good. You, you, y'all pick and choose, and when you pick, you usually win, and that's great. Well, we got, like I said before, we got a little bit lucky. Uh, we well, got, what we was had, lucky about it? Well, we had to start on the outside, and the way to go Cherokee Speedway that night, last Saturday night, was to be able to start on the inside. So when we come off the, when we come off the back straightaway, you know, lead car, he was up there and kind of squeezed my man kind of up in the wall, and he had to get out of the throttle a little bit, which he probably didn't know he was up on that high side getting run. And uh, Danny had to back out a little bit. So when we come off four, we was actually running third. Next thing you know, we got back up to second. And uh, But that time, the, the lead guy, he done checked out there. He done got about eight or ten car lengths out in front of us. And I said, well, at least we got second. And I'm just sitting there in the trailer, kicked back. And all I can see is about 20 foot of the racetrack as, it, as, it, as they come by. I can't watch the race. Uh, Why can't you watch the race? My heart just gets to pounding too hard. I mean, if I watch it, it just kind of... And I kept on noticing every lap go by. I knew we were going to fix a run out of laps here, but Danny kept on running that boy down. He got, well, three laps left to go. He was on his back bumper coming down the front straightaway, and I said, okay, he might have a shot at it. And uh, come next lap, the boy kind of checked up down the front straightway, and Danny run all up underneath him. Had him jacked up, getting into the first turn, and uh, come to find out when Danny let him go and and turned and went up underneath him down there in the first turn and come off two. I heard the stands up there cheering and hollering, and some of them was booing. And uh, I said, "Well, either we're going to come back around here this next lap, and I'm going to be leading, or we're going to come in on the wrecker hook." <laughs> <laughs> And just so happened we come in, we was leading that race, and uh, went on and win that race. But Danny kind of went down there, uh, you know, him and the, the boys running the 11 car, they kind of got together talked about it. And Danny told me he didn't mean to run all over him down the front straight away. The guy said, well, I hate to tell you this, Danny, but I was out of brakes. He said, I was trying to back off, and Danny was trying to push him off in there. <laughs> <laughs> but the uh, racetrack was just a little bit rough the last Saturday night, and... Uh, the boy said one of his collectors on his headers come off, went back, cut the, or tore the brake line off the left rear caliper, and whenever he kept on pushing brakes, he just finally run out of rear brakes, and we got dual master cylinders, so he only had front brakes, and he didn't use them up, and uh, like I said, sometimes you get lucky. Well, I, I mean... I guess. I mean, you beat you got, him. You got to be there to get lucky. Yeah, yeah you got to no. be there to get lucky. Well, who was it? Bear Bryant? Didn't he say luck is where uh, opportunity meets... Uh, I, now, see, I can't remember what it was. Where opportunity meets something. But anyway, um, you got to make your own luck. And that was a, a big old trophy you sent me a picture of sitting on top of that car. So uh, all of us have a bunch of those things uh he got he keeps him down there at his shop and uh well he let me borrow one bring in here the thunder bomber classic yeah 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 but, uh, that was a next, big one too yeah next week he kind of come back and took it back down there and he got he got 
two or three walls down there in the shops slam full of trophies down there. Well. I told him, I said, well, there's one thing about it. Once you get old, you can sit out here and dust them off. <laughs> <laughs> I remember Tommy Irwin, I was talking to him when I wrote the Independence book, and he had a bunch of trophies, and um, his little boy was growing up. He took them all apart. And Tommy said, I'm not putting these things back together. And he put them in an orange crate and peach crate and set them up on the side of the road up in Inman. But uh, I tell you, that's, uh, uh, so you're taking the week off. Taking a week off. We're going to try to finish that place up down there at the lake. It's kind of been uh, lingering on here a little bit. So uh, he sent me a text just a second ago. He's done dug the ditch for the water line to be put in so that we can get water on this trailer down there. And uh, told him just as soon as this show's over with, I'll get down there. Well, I tell you what, it's great ditch digging weather is all I can say. Yes, well, we're going to take our top of the hour break and come right back. You're listening to Start Your Engines from Spartanburg, South Carolina. Your home for the Dan Patrick Show weekday mornings at 9 is Fox Sports 1400. WSBG Spartanburg. Now on FM at 98.3. Fox Sports trending now. John Heyman of MLB Network reports that tonight's Cardinals-Brewers game in Milwaukee has been postponed after multiple Cardinals personnel tested positive for COVID-19. The Athletic reports that at least one Cardinal player and three staff members tested positive. The Cardinals had already had two previous positive tests on Thursday night. The Washington Post obtained audio of a private conference call involving SEC administrators, medical advisors, and football players that took place this Wednesday where an unnamed administrator told the players, quote, there are going to be outbreaks. We're going to have cases on every single team in the SEC. That's a given, and we can't prevent it, unquote. Then on Thursday, the SEC announced plans for a 10-game conference schedule. I'm Isaac Lohenkron. We are Frank's for the Memories is a great hot dog place for lunch. Why Frank's for the Memories? Because hot dogs for the Memories just doesn't cut the mustard. Frank's for the Memories has more than great hot dogs. Enjoy a choice of four delicious bird dogs featuring a deep-fried chicken tender on a hot dog bun. Frank's for the Memories makes their homemade chili daily and has great signs like french fries, onion rings, and corn nuggets. Frank's for the Memories 468 Oak Grove Road next to Westview Elementary is open for lunch Monday through Saturday till 3.30 p.m. Frank's for the Memories. Business owners, have product or material you need moved, shipped, stored? Upstate Logistics in Spartanburg has the expertise in transportation and warehousing you're looking for in Spartanburg County and beyond. For over a decade, Upstate Logistics has provided businesses with storage and logistics services, including inbound and outbound rail shipments. Upstate Logistics, proud to be a part of our community, serving Spartanburg County and beyond since 2005. Upstate Logistics, keeping your business and inventory moving forward. To find out more, visit UpstateLogistics.com. That's UpstateLogistics.com. Speedy Lube in Inman says to save time is to lengthen life for you and your car. Let Speedy Lube, Asheville Highway in Inman, lengthen the life and performance of your vehicle. Speedy Lube offers professional ASC certified mechanical service for your car. Be it an oil change, AC work, tires, brakes, front end, or any type of major or minor repair. Trust Speedy Lube in Inman. Open weekdays from 8 till 6. For fast, fair, and friendly service, visit Speedy Lube, Asheville Highway in Inman. 
Throughout your life, you've worked hard to accumulate assets, to build wealth, and to provide for your family. You've built a comfortable life full of shared memories and experiences. Providing and protecting your loved ones is never more critical than when you aren't there to do so. While having a will is important, it's not the only way. That is why developing an estate plan can be the best thing you will ever do for them. Working with our estate planning experts, Trent Lancaster and the Spartanburg office of Janie Montgomery Scott can help you to design a customized estate plan that can protect and preserve your assets for the next generation. The sooner you begin, the sooner you can be at ease knowing that your loved ones will be provided for as you intended. Contact Trent today to discuss your estate planning needs by calling 864-585-8282. That's 864-585-8282. Or visit TrentLancaster.com. Janie Montgomery Scott, LLC, member FINRA, NYSE, and SIPC. From the Beacon Drive-In Studios in Spartanburg, South Carolina, Fox Sports 1498.3 FM presents Start Your Engine. 20 years of trying, 20 years of frustration. Dale Earnhardt will come to the caution flag to win the Daytona 500. Here is your racing team for today. Show producer Ronnie Black. Local action from winning car builder and owner Alan Hill. Track reporter and racing insider Nelson Crozier. Former NASCAR team manager and author Greg Moore. Now, here's your host for Start Your Engines, racing historian and author Harry Allen Wood. And welcome back to the second hour of Start Your Engines from the Beacon Drive-In Studios in Spartanburg. And, uh, um, Alan, luck is where opportunity meets preparation. Okay. And I knew, I knew that, but I forgot the preparation. I wasn't prepared to say that's what the problem was, and I was unlucky. But uh, thank you, Ronnie, for bailing me out again. Let's talk a little bit about racing here before we let... Uh, Alan do his thing. I never hardly ever get a chance to talk about all this stuff, so uh, we'll see if I can't cover it today. You boys jump in where you want to. Actually, uh, we're going to start with ARCA because they ran last night and I didn't get it. I didn't watch it because I don't have MAV TV, but as I mentioned last week, they have a double header at Toledo and last night they ran and um, had a new winner, somebody that actually didn't drive for Bill Venturini won the race. It was uh, Sam Mayer um, in a Chevrolet, and I'm not familiar with him, but he led 97 of uh, 200 laps, so that was pretty good. The guy that's been dominating over there actually is uh, Ty Gibbs, the he's like 17 or 18 years old or something like that. Um, the coach is uh, Joe Gibbs' um, grandson. He finished second. Taylor Gray was third, Brett Holmes fourth, and Michael Self was fifth. They will run again today at uh, at Toledo, and that will be at uh, uh, in the Menards 200, presented by Crosley Brands, and that will be at 6 p.m. on MAV TV. So if you got MAV TV, you can watch that one. Let's uh, take a quick look at the points there in ARCA. Michael Self, who finished fifth last night, is the points leader. Brett Holmes is second. Drew Dollar is third. Um, Hallie Deegan is fourth. And Thad Moffitt is fifth. Ty Gibbs is sixth. That's Sam Mayer that won last night is seventh. Chandler Smith, eighth. Brad Smith, ninth. And Ryan Huff, tenth. Did we talk about 
um, Hallie Deegan last week when she got run off the track or someplace uh, several weeks ago now. Let me look back here at the schedule and see if I can remember where that was. Uh, that must have been... I think that was Drew Dollar or somebody. Yeah, like she ran Drew yeah. Dollar. They got yeah. together and sort of had some words. And that, that had to be Kansas or Iowa or one of those two. might have even been Kentucky. But anyway, they interviewed her after the race. And you would have thought she was a 20-year veteran. And I don't, I don't know if she's been around more than a year. But, you know, she was talking about they get these young guys out there and they run all over each other and they, you know, kind of don't have the experience. And I'm like, goodness of living. You, you just got here yourself. You heard that, didn't you? Yeah. You didn't like it any better than I did, did you? Well, that's, uh, you know, drivers, you know, they kind of get kind of hot and heated whenever they out there. Uh, my daughter kind of showed me a comment that Chris Madden made after a race that he had up there in Tennessee this past week. And... It didn't sit good with her, but, you know, I told her, I said, after drivers get out from running, you know, a, a 60 or 70 lap race, and he runs second, and he uh, got out and was interviewing him, and the guy was heckling him out there in the audience and stuff like that. <laughs> he just, uh, he looked over at him and told him, he said, sir, he said, you're the reason that I race, and I wave at you at your mobile home. Whenever I leave this racetrack, <laughs> <laughs> that was and my daughter says he shouldn't say that. Well, that's that was a sort of a low blow to the mobile home <laughs> residents. Yeah. But uh, anyway, um, you've been threatening to have him on the show. Yes, I have. Well, I'll, go ahead and get him sometime. I'll I'll look him up. All righty. Um, well, the the uh, Cup guys haven't run since Kansas because that was a Thursday night race. So. Um, we discussed it last week. We won't go over it again, but they do run tomorrow at 3 o'clock on NBCSN. There's no racing today. Nothing. I mean, you know, you, I mean, on television. You, plenty on the local tracks that Adam will get into with us. But uh, tomorrow at 3 o'clock uh, at Loudoun, New Hampshire, they will run the Foxwoods Resort Casino 301 at 3 p.m. And... Uh, you know, as I mentioned, we lost uh, Maurice Petty last week. We also lost Bob Bear. That's right. 93 years old. And he uh, he, he founded that, uh, didn't it at one time? It was called, that was Briar Motorsports Park. Uh, uh, you know, when it was like road courses and stuff like that. And he's the one that took it over and, and made it into the the uh, track it is today. Yeah, at one time it was Briar, uh, New Hampshire. But uh, <laughs> Mr. Bear come up with a, a good formula. And there's a lot of race fans up there in New England. You know, that their stands stay full. I don't particularly like the racetrack, but it's a nice facility. You know, this is a great facility. I just, maybe it's because we never run all that good up there or something. I don't know what it was. Did you know him? Mr. Barry. Yeah. Yeah. Super nice guy. And, uh, uh, but they, they've had some pretty good shows up there. Uh, I think they, I'd like to see them modify it a little bit, kind of like some of the changes they've done down at the Homestead that, you know, that, that Perry saw uh, would make it a little better. But it, they pack in the people and they take care of you. You can get food that's good to eat. Drivers got a lounge. The driver's wife have a lounge or even just where to change baby's diapers and everything. And that, it's really a first class facility. But yeah, I knew Mr. Bear very well and uh, his heart was in the right place. But we lost him. And then to lose Maurice Petty, you know, we lost him shortly after the, the show. Yeah. 
And uh, well, while we're here, um, you got a Maurice Petty story you can share with us while you since you brought it up. Oh yeah, there's really a bunch of. Them. Well, just give us a quick. Well, one of them uh, that, that that always sticks in my mind, and for some reason, well, he he was always got along. We always got along good with Maurice and all the Petties. But when we won in '66 with Derringer, that's the Southern it, 500. It's Southern 500. Richard was leading the race. But what they done, Richard's clutch was slipping. I mean, it, it, it was going to be bad trying to get out of the pits. So they gambled on tires. Well, if the tires had went the distance, which they didn't, we didn't think they would anyway. Uh, and he blowed a tire with about three laps to go, got into the wall. Uh, not real bad, but enough for us to get by him. And we won the race, and Maurice Petty always said for years and years, He'd always come up to me and Daddy and say, "What would y'all if y'all had been in my position? What would you have done?" And Bud always told me, "Said, look, you had no choice. You had to gamble. If that tire made it a few more laps, but uh, that's just how competitive they were. I mean, and Maurice Petty was a heck of an engine builder, a heck of a of a leader, and they always called him the chief, and." I miss him real bad. I mean, he's always been like, I don't know, almost like family with us. Well, you know, he uh, was a heck of a race driver. He did, yeah. When Lee got hurt in 61 at Daytona and him and Bochamp went through the rail and out into the parking lot, um, he drove a lot then driving Lee's car. And, and they <laughs> Richard had gone over the wall in the other turn yeah. in his qualifying race. I forgot so about that. They, were used up, they used up all their 61 Plymouths right off the bat. So I remember the next race after that was at the fairgrounds here in Spartanburg, and um, I think Pascal won it, but it was, um, or, or maybe uh, Jim Massey. But anyway, Petty and Maurice came, and they had uh, cars 42 and 43, those big high-thinned 60 Plymouths, and Maurice finished third. And I had a real good race. I remembered. I was looking right at him. I was nine years old, and it's turned out to be of a bunch of top tens and top fives he had that was the best he ever did he finished third at the fairground so maurice petty was a adequate if not pretty daggum good race driver and of course he got in the hall of fame as a as a mechanic and um yeah he, he's uh with him and richard and lee and dale inman i mean they about got them all in there well and they all deserved it they do and uh, if you look at the stats uh, whatever Richard done as far as championships and all this stuff, Maurice had something to do with every bit of it. And I remember when uh, they were putting Maurice in the uh, Darlington Hall of Fame or one, one of those motorsport Hall of Fame. Yeah, he's or in a bunch of them. And Richard got up and said, look, man, he said, he ran the show, he ran the team, you know, when Daddy got, got, got older and, uh, and struggled. I, I you know, he, he he had some health problems as a child. Everybody knows that. He beat polio. But that's a, that's a brave man and a good man. And uh, competitive. You could change a tire, work on the engines. Well, I'm yeah, glad I, I, I could go on for, for hours about it. I just have well, to think about maybe it. Well, maybe if we have time, we might get one more. But I wanted to make a comment on the schedule here. Um, next week, they go to Michigan. 
And then uh, the next day, the 8th is, I guess, that today's August 1st, so the 8th is next Saturday. They run at Michigan and the uh, Firekeepers Casino 400, and that'll be at 4 o'clock on NBCSN. And then the next day, it's a doubleheader weekend for the Cup, boys. Uh, they run the Consumers Energy 400 at 4.30 on NBCSN. Uh, so this is the last doubleheader. Uh, no more during the week races this year because this syncs up the schedule. When they get done with Michigan, they're where they're supposed to be. And they'll be going to uh, Daytona on August the 16th, which if I'm not mistaken, um, I believe that uh, is the last race of the regular season. Yeah. So um, uh, they're about back where they want to be. But, you know, next week will be fun. Two races in two days for the Cup boys. And let's look at the uh, standings real quick since we, uh, oh, I got something else for you here. Well, let's make our picks. Get your, get your pen out there. Here is the starting lineup for tomorrow. I've got it right here. Eric Almarola is on the pole. Of course, they take the top 20 in points and draw them out of a hat, and then they take the next 20 uh, and draw them out of a hat. Eric Almarola is on the pole. Denny Hamlin is second. Chase Elliott is third. I'll take Chase. Go ahead and put me down. Um, Brad Keselowski's fourth. Kyle Busch is fifth. You want him? Yeah, I'm going to stick with Kyle. All right, Kyle Busch for Greg. Sixth is Clint Boyer. Seventh is, turn the page, Kevin Harvick. You want him? Uh, well, 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 let me go on down the line. Who are we going to give Nelson? Uh, you don't remember who he had last week? I think he had Benedetto, 21. Oh, yeah, we, don't, we won't yeah, do that to I, him. I won't do that to him. Give him Logano. Give him Logano. Okay. Uh, seventh, Kevin Harvick. Eighth, Alex Bowman. Ninth, Joey Logano. Tenth, Kurt Busch. Then uh, Ronnie Truex is starting 11th. Ryan Blaney's 12th. Uh, Tyler Reddick's 13th. Cole Custer, who was a winner this year so far, a couple of weeks ago, is 14th. And Bubba Wallace is 15th. And that's as far back as we will go with that. Excuse me. Excuse me while I clear my throat. Uh, the standings we'll touch on quickly here. And this is the playoff standings. Uh, Denny Hamlin is first with five wins. Kevin Harvick is second with four. I'm going to cough again. Hold on. And uh, sorry about that. Red Keselowski's third. Logano fourth. Ryan Blaney fifth. Chase Elliott sixth. Martin Truex seventh. Bowman eighth. Austin Dillon ninth. And Cole Custer tenth. Those are the guys that have won a race and are in. After that, it's a free-for-all, and it goes on these stage points. And if one of them, you know, if somebody else that hasn't won a race already wins one, it's going to, it's not really what these next uh, six guys want to see. And 11th is Eric Almirola, who is on the pole. And I tell you, he's been running so good, he's about due to win one. 12th is, 12th and 13th are the Bush brothers, and, uh, you know, Kyle, you know he needs one uh, to keep up with the rest of his team. Clint Boyer is 14th. Matt Benedetto is 15th. And William Byron is 16th. And uh, right now, Jimmy Johnson's on the outside looking in. Well, uh, got a text just a second ago from one of our listeners, Scotty, down there at the Crankshaft Place. He's talking about this uh, Tony Stewart deal with Ray Abraham coming out of this new uh, division. What is the deal with that? Uh, we're going to check into it a little bit further, but, uh, but from what I can figure out, Greg, you might know a little bit, but, uh, since, uh, NASCAR is going to the 
what is it, next generation car next year with the independent rear suspension. There's going to be an awful lot of these cars that's going to be uh, obsolete. So uh, what better time to start a new division than to have a whole bunch of Winston Cup cars that are going to be turned loose after this year and nowhere to go. So uh, I figured Tony Stewart and Ray Abraham's going to get together and they're going to have a place for all these race cars to be going to because uh, all these cars they got now has got nine-inch Ford rear end housings and they got uh, regular steering box suspension, whereas next year they're going to go independent rear suspension and they're going to go rack and pinion steering so either you're going you either going to junk a whole bunch of race cars or you're going to let drivers junk them for you next year yeah that's it that's it but that is good timing because uh, race cars to some degree you know they'll, they'll they'll replace them a lot quicker than we used to just put clips and stuff on them uh but you still if one's not bent bad you can get the clip put on it and it all lines up. Most of the time, they still drive good. But that's a lot of cars. All the spares that everybody has and everything. You're talking about, let's just say that there's 40 teams, and all 40 teams have an average of six cars. <laughs> Some of them have got more than that. But that's yeah. a lot of cars. So yeah. it's a perfect time to, to, to do some sort of series. I don't know if NASCAR is going to be involved in it. I, I don't think they are, are they? I don't know if they're going to be involved. I mean, I, I don't I, think so. What little bit I've heard about it, I think this is like just some new sanctioning body or something. Yeah. And, and I hope they run dirt, and I hope they back up the technology a little bit to where, uh, like, well, like, like what you're talking about, that's making these cars obsolete, but even maybe back it up some more, you know, and just make them a little bit more like, they'll never get back to the showroom, but try to get back there close a little bit, you know, to a, to a stock car. Please don't... Uh, and kind of seen where Robbie Gordon is starting up a truck series. It's not like the truck series that's in NASCAR. It is the off-road. Off-road, yeah. He's off-road a big off-roader. Truck. Well, they coming up, he's coming up with a series like that that's going to be able to run on asphalt. And he supplies the trucks, the teams, everything. And you just come in there and you... Your, you bring your sponsor and you uh, buy that team or whatever for that year. I haven't heard and, about this. Yes, it is. And uh, he was, they was talking about it. They said, well, since you supply the trucks, you're going to have one team that's doing so much better. And then you're going to have the deal of, uh, well, he's getting better stuff than me. Well, Robbie said, well, we got a cure for that. You know, most of them off-road trucks anyway, all the, all the fenders and everything bolt on them. He said, if you complain enough, he said, I'll just go over and tell that team to unbolt that body, take this body and unbolt it, put it on that truck. You come over here and get in this truck that's been winning, and if you don't win, we're going to find out what kind of driver you are. <laughs> that's it. <laughs> that's good. Well, you know, we haven't heard much from Robbie lately. He, uh, uh, his parents had a terrible situation now. Did I, do I remember this right? Is It was like a murder-suicide or something. There was something terrible happened with Robbie Gordon's parents, and, and I always liked Robbie Gordon, and uh, especially when he, he drove for Jim Beam, which is one of my close companions at night. <laughs> but, you know, he had Indy one one year until he ran out of gas, and when he ran for Childress, he won a couple of races. And he was always good on the road course, and yep. he ran that Dakar rally, you know, where they go across the sands of Arabia and all through Africa and everything. So, uh, well, I tell you what, we uh, run over just a little bit here, but we are really, 
without another guest, we're in good shape for the rest of this hour. So let's take a break right now, and we're going to come back, and uh, we will let Alan do his thing, and then I will uh, wrap it up with the rest of my uh, checking on all the other series. So take a break. You're listening to Start Your Engines on Fox Sports Spartanburg. There's no points racing here. Greg, Perry, Ronnie, and Nelson are racing to win. You're listening to Start Your Engines on Fox Sports 1498.3 FM. For years now, we've been telling you about Palmetto Spirit's tremendous wine selection. We've told you about Palmetto Spirit's carrying special, small-batch, handcrafted bourbons and whiskeys that you can't find anywhere else. But what truly sets Palmetto Spirit's apart is their customer service. Jim and the entire staff knows wines and liquors and knows how to find you the perfect bottle for the perfect occasion. Palmetto Spirit's. Reedville Road on Spartanburg's West Side, where customer service is the difference. Windows down or AC on. Either way, there's no better way to beat the heat than with ice-cold favorites from McDonald's. Now get a large Minute Maid slushie for $2 in sweet flavors fruit punch, blue raspberry, or new pink lemonade. Or get a refreshingly bold McFA iced coffee, any size for $1.69. To beat the heat, there's nothing sweeter than an icy treat. It's not just a drink, it's a McDonald's drink. Prices and participation may vary. Limited time only cannot be combined with any other offer or combo meal. Minute Maid is a registered trademark of the Coca-Cola Company. Business owners, have product or material you need moved, shipped, stored? Upstate Logistics in Spartanburg has the expertise in transportation and warehousing you're looking for in Spartanburg County and beyond. For over a decade, Upstate Logistics has provided businesses with storage and logistics services, including inbound and outbound rail shipments. Upstate Logistics, proud to be a part of our community, serving Spartanburg County and beyond since 2005. Upstate Logistics, keeping your business and inventory moving forward. To find out more, visit UpstateLogistics.com. That's UpstateLogistics.com. Steve and Jerry here from the world-famous Beacon Drive-In in Spartanburg. Jerry, the Beacon opened back in 1946. How many years have we been serving great food at great prices? Hey, Plante! 70 years? How many folks are we still serving every week? Hey, Plante! Well, like you always say, I like my job, but I love my customers. But can you say something other than hey, Plante? All it! Join Steve and Jerry at the world-famous Beacon Drive-In, John White Boulevard in Spartanburg, where the food is still always good since 1946. Mayhem is everywhere. I'm a gravel truck. I'm busy laying the foundation for your city's newest suburb. You're stuck behind me, and I'm about to make it rain. <laughs> Rocks. Now you're swerving, but there's no avoiding this downpour. Better watch out for that guardrail. So get Allstate, where agents help protect you from mayhem, like me. You're in good hands with Allstate agent Jack Mabry in Boiling Springs. Give him a call today, 253 253- Time one five five. Open Mike Daily is now in its second decade talking sports in Spartanburg. Hi, there. How do we explain our longevity? Clean living for one. Mm. A keen grasp of reality. Mm. We cover Spartanburg and Spartanburg County first. Weekday afternoons at three on Fox Sports fourteen hundred and ninety eight three FM. Welcome back, and I'm still waiting on Greg to say Metallica or something, but I don't know who that one was. I don't know. I, I really didn't understand that song at all that come on right before Bobby come on. No, and I didn't listen to much of it because I wanted to hear Bobby more than I wanted to hear the song. But uh, all right, Alan, well, what happened locally and locally, what's going to happen? Uh, last oh. week at Cherokee Speedway, <clears throat> we had a lot of racing going on, but I couldn't say too good about the racetrack. But uh, track owners come down there and told us that 
you know, they had it plowed up, and all of a sudden they had a monsoon come through there, and it poured down rain. There's one thing about dirt. Sometimes it gets too soft, and it gets mushy, and uh, we had a lot of a lot of tore-up stuff last week at Cherokee Speedway. Had a little rough racetrack, but... Uh, Anybody uh, get the chunks cut out of their tires and sent off to the lab? No, not not yet. Not 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 lately. Uh, matter of fact, uh, Danny, he come in after practice. He looked at me and, like, he's talking about changing cars and stuff like that, about like Bobby was talking about. My driver looked at me and he said, get the rear springs out. We're going to change rear springs, take nine rounds out of the right rear, and he said, we're going to go racing. That's a minor adjustment. And, uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that sounds like a bunch but, of work. But, but there's one thing about it. Uh, it's like I told somebody, somebody told me, looked at me, and they said, I, said, I don't drive the car. All I do is what he says. You know, if he, if he digs himself in a hole, he got to dig himself out of it. So, uh, sounds like he knew what to do. He, he, uh, I have faith in him. I no, mean, I know that's you did. it. All right, go. But but uh, last week at Cherokee Speedway, we're going to start off in the Young Guns Division. First place went to Lyndon Davis. Second place went to Abigail Kinney. Third place went to A.J. Barker. Stock four division. First place went to Casey Towell. Second place went to Aaron Summit. Third place went to Alex Woodward. In the Ultimate Late Mile Series, this was a warm-up race for tonight's big race that they're having over there. First place went to Brent Dixon. Second place went to David Yandel. Third place went to Johnny Persley. In the Crusa Late Models, first place went to Travis Steele. Second place went to Rich Coonan. Third place went to Mark Green. In the Extreme Four Division, first place went to J.B. Moser. Second place went to Hunter Athen. Third place went to Ricky Holcomb. In the Thunder Bomber Division, first place went to Perry Waters. Second place went to Mark Towell. Third place went to Johnny Westmoreland. In the Super Sportsman Division, first place went to Danny Tesnier. Second place went to Cade Langley. Third place went to Josh Wilkerson. That's your division. That was my division. Congratulations. Thank you. And the Harris Speedway. And the Thunder Bomber Future Division. First place went to Danny Edmonds. And the Crate Sportsman Division. First place, Dustin Taylor. In the Renegade Division, Josh Burgess. The Modified Division, Jeremy Steele. Thunder Bomber Division, Shane McDaniels, 602 Late Model, John Reggio Jr. In the Front Wheel Drive Place, Chris Harville. In the Pure Stock Division, Nathan Showtime Pierce. Carolina Speedway last night. We're going to move up the road. Carolina Speedway had a big uh, Super Street race up there last night. Gastonia. Gastonia. They, uh, had about a showed you a little picture of it. Had about a twelve car pile up. I mean, you couldn't tell one car from the other. It looked like <laughs> an abstract painting. Well, sometimes when you decide <laughs> you're going to up the purse up to about two thousand dollars, these drivers kind of get a little angsty on that first lap, and these boys got angsty, and they kind of stacked them up on top of each other. But uh, that was the first lap. That was only about the first lap there. So. Well, did anybody win? Uh, yeah, we had uh, <laughs> first place. <laughs> first place went to Colt Gilliam. Second place went to Josh Wilkerson. Third place went to Andrew Barker. In the Open Wheel Modified Division, first place went to Jeremy Steele. Second place went to Colt Gilliam. Third place went to Jordan Feger. In the Pro 4 Division, first place went to Curtis Bishop. Second place went to Adam Percy. Third place went to Jerry Oliver Jr. In the Pure Street Division, first place went to Andrew Barker. Second place went to Tyler Abernethy. Third place went to Mike Holcomb. 
and uh, Enduro Division. First place went to Andrew Rich. Second place went to Richard Christopher. Third place went to Jonathan Surratt. Okay, Harris Speedway. We're going to have a little bit of racing going on up here at Harris Speedway Racing Speedway tonight. They're going to have uh, 602 late models there. They're going to have the Renegade Stock 8 Division, Thunder Bomber Division, Pure Stock Division, Thunder Bomber Futures, Front Wheel Drive Stock, Young Guns, V6 Front Wheel Drive. And also in these divisions, in the V6 front wheel drive, they got a $300 bounty on Kevin Brooks. In the Renegade Stock 8 division, they got a $100 bounty on Josh Burgess. And in the Young Gun division, they got another $100 bounty on Trent Blackwell. Goodness. Yes, they do. So uh, I like them bounties. <laughs> Livens like it up. That means somebody's doing something right, don't they? Yep, that's right. Uh, and he better be watching, watching yeah. his mirror. Well, you uh, you can't take the you can't take the man out. He's got to be running at the end of the race. That's one good thing that they put in this uh, in this bounty things now. That uh, long time ago you used to have a bounty on there, and if you, he is running first, you're running second. Got the white flag lap. They'd take him out or whatever. If you take the driver out now, you uh, you don't get the bounty. So uh, kind of helps protect that guy that he's doing something good. The only thing I've seen is that. You put the three hundred dollar bounty out on like Kevin Brooks there. Well, put it out, but after about three races, if nobody beats me, I should be able to get the bounty too. You know, I but mean, that makes point. That's a good point. That's uh, but that's, you know, you, you can't if it's the last lap and you're second and the guy with the bounty on him is leading the race. I mean, you can't be too polite. You gotta. I mean, you, you, you might have to touch him a little bit. You, you can rub him a little bit, but you just can't take him completely out of the race. No, okay. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, uh, that they, sounds they, like a they, judgment they, call they, might they, be here. There's a little bit of difference in uh, what we actually got what we call a kill rule. All right, I know, well, tell me, I never heard kill, that. Kill rule is that, you know, if you just see somebody blankly drive over somebody, get down there and turn and just drive over, you know, three car lengths over the head just to get to somebody. And it takes that car out. That's a kill rule. Guess where both of you go? To the trailer or the back? Well, sometimes you do both. Sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but uh, if you're still running, you, you both of you get put to the rear of the field. And guess what? When both of them put to the rear of the field, and you've got like 12 cars, everybody's looking at the last 11th and 12th place car going off into the first turn again. Because them two's already yell at each other. We yeah. don't care about who's winning. <laughs> yeah, I can imagine. That's a good way of doing it. Yeah. You know they're still mad. Yeah, they're still mad. So I ain't going to watch the leader. I'm, I'm going to be watching back here at the, at the back of the field see what these boys going to do. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Up at Harris Speedway, the uh, pits is going to be $30 to get in tonight. Gates are going to open up at 4 p.m. Stands is going to be $15. And uh, gates at the stands is going to open up at 5 p.m. Driver's meeting is going to be at 6.30 sharp. Cherokee Speedway tonight. We got the Stick Elliott Memorial Race going on over there. They got the Carolina Class Super Late Mile Series coming over there. It's going to be these boys $4,000 to win. Also on the schedule, they got the Super Sportsman Class, the Crusoe Crate Street Stock Class, the 602 Open Wheel Modifieds, Thunder Bomber Series, Stock 4, Extreme 4. Stands at Cherokee Speedway is going to be $20. Pit Gates is going to be $35.
Both gates are going to open up at 4.30 over at Cherokee Speedway. Will uh, Mr. Wilson be there? Will he take the week off, too? Uh, I talked to him just a little bit earlier, and uh, he said it was good to see the blue 25T back over there at the racetrack last Saturday night. And uh, he kind of got his ears scolded a little bit. He was sitting up there in his chair, and when Danny took the lead, and like I said, there's a bunch of oohs and ahs and some woman, I think he knows that his name's on the side of my race car. She, he said she is about 72 years old. Jumped up, turned around, looked at him and said, you can have that 25T. He said, okay, I'll take him. I said, you better watch it. I said, they're going to be hollering security to the stands. <laughs> but uh, he told me, he said, uh, he said since we wouldn't go in there, he might sit at home tonight. I said, man, for him to be able to sit at home at night, not not watch a race, but uh, he said he missed seeing that blue and yellow car going around the racetrack. That's good. I tell you, that's part of the, part of the cool thing. You know, like they've always said, you know, if, don't want you to fight. If you do, you know, you got to go down seven hundred dollars and get booked in jail and it around and let you out or whatever they do it. But I remember, and I know Mike remembers it a bunch. Well, every time I went to Wilkesboro. We might be leading the race, but there was more entertainment going on in the stands. <laughs> well, you know, because you had Petty fans, you had Junior Johnson fans. Uh, Walter wasn't liked very much up there, but Junior was. Petty was always pop. But you could look up in the stands, and if somebody wrecked somebody or something, there's going to be some, some scuffling up there. You might couldn't watch the race half the time for the race was out uh, well, it wasn't exactly a race, but the entertainment was in the grandstands. Well, you know, about the most famous run-in I can think of at North Wilkesboro. I mean, there'd been some famous ones with uh, Rudd and Earnhardt and all that stuff and some others. But, uh, you know, uh, Bobby Allison and Richard Petty beat each other to death one time up there. And they crossed the finish line. Their cars were pouring smoke. And uh, Petty won that race, I think. But it was like... Ten laps of uh, of d- destruction. And, they had a duel going there for a while. They oh, done that, the same thing at Martinville too. That was when Allison drove that Pepsi, uh, that uh, Coke car. Yeah, that number twelve. I think it was Monte Carlo. It was. And uh, well, that Dan, it. Dan, uh, Danny's drug me into a couple of scuffles over at Cherokee Speedway. You? Yeah. Mild mannered Allen Hill. Yes, he has. Uh, I wouldn't want to mess with Danny to begin with. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm not a fighter. I'm a talker. But yeah. Danny's pretty healthy-sized yeah, he's pretty healthy, guy. He's a pretty healthy fella. But uh, he's had me in a couple of things over there. And what was it like? Hold me back. Hold me back. No. <laughs> I, done, I done got to their pits. And uh, I done started to fight. And <laughs> about that time, I heard something drive up. And I turned around and looked. And I was needing some help. Don't get me wrong. Whenever you go to somebody else's pits, and they usually have a crowd of people there, uh, but I was, I, was, I needed a little bit of help down there, and I turned around and looked, and here come Danny. He just drove up to their pits, and he got out, and he come over there, and Jada was trying to hold him back, saying, you don't need to go over and get that mess, and then about that time, she seen me over there, and she said, oh, my God, that's my daddy. Go help him. <laughs> <laughs> and when he got there, it all cleared out. <laughs> That reminds me of down in Atlanta. I, I started one or two. One, one, the one I remember that, that I pulled, as little as I am and everything, they said we run over the pit court. 
you know, you couldn't run over to the, yeah. the right front. Well, the tire change was already around the car, and Baker went out, and all he done was just bumped it. He didn't run slap over the hose. But anyway, I got to cussing and trying to be Bud Moore and all this stuff. Next thing I know, I had, which was not a very good move, I had Dick Beatty, who's one of our best friends in the world, and NASCAR. I had him by the collar like this. And, uh, I learned pretty quick that that wasn't my action. Them guys a little bit bigger and a little bit meaner than me, so I, I just stayed and hid behind Didi. <laughs> I, got, I got me one old police officer. He done told Jay that he said, looky here, if I put Pops in the handcuffs and put him in the back seat of that car, he said, I'm going to let him out at the stop sign right up here at the road. He said, uh, just go on up there and drive up there and pick him up because I'll take the handcuffs off whenever I let him out of the back seat. <laughs> well, I just wanted to make an example out of you. Uh, but uh, uh, he said, I ain't going to book him in nothing like that. He said, that's too much paperwork. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Let's take our last break here. and We're going to come back and uh, I'll finish up my stuff and... Um, We'll wrap up the 100th show. You're listening to Start Your Engines from the Beacon Driving Studios. It's easy to jump on the internet and search for financial information. But what happens when you run into conflicting articles and need to separate fact from fiction? That is where Trent Lancaster can help. Trent is an investment professional at Janie Montgomery Scott, located in the Spartanburg office, who will take the time to answer all of your investment questions. He can help you develop a personalized financial planning strategy with the flexibility to adapt to your changing needs. Trent can also help you with estate planning, setting up trusts, income for retirement, and legacy planning for the next generation. Call Trent today for a complimentary portfolio review by calling 864-585-8282. That's 864-585-8282. Or visit TrentLancaster.com. Janie Montgomery Scott, LLC, member FINRA, NYSE, and SIPC. Steve and Jerry here from the world-famous Beacon Drive-In in Spartanburg. Jerry, the Beacon opened back in 1946. How many years have we been serving great food at great prices? Hey, Plante! 70 years? How many folks are we still serving every week? Hey, Plante! Well, like you always say, I like my job, but I love my customers. But can you say something other than hey, Plante? All it! Join Steve and Jerry at the world-famous Beacon Drive-In, John White Boulevard in Spartanburg, where the food is still always good since 1946. I need a new car, but I have no idea where to look. Have you tried Impex Pre-Owned at Bowling Springs? Pre-Owned? I'm not looking for something with lots of mileage on it. That's why you need to go to Impex Pre-Owned, because they have a huge selection of new model cars and trucks with low mileage. Well, that sounds great, but i got to stick to my budget. And that's another reason why you need to check out Impex Pre-Owned. New model cars with low mileage at thousands less than you'll find anywhere else. Call Yvette today at 864-327-9297 or check out ImpexPreOwned.com. Impex Pre-Owned. Quality used cars made easy. Image Printing is the only shop in the upstate that prints signage, decals, banners, t-shirts, wide format printing, full color paper printing, and offers graphic design services all in-house. 
And now Image Printing is offering custom t-shirts with no minimum quantity. That's right. Image Printing now offers direct-to-garment printing, which means you can get your design printed on a t-shirt, whether you want one or 1,000. Visit Image Printing at 845 California Ave, across the street from the Spartanburg County Detention Center. Call 864-583-8848. Hey, this is Ryan Cleary. Lately, I've been eating one home-cooked meal after another. I'm talking million-dollar spaghetti, Mexican lasagna, chicken tetrazzini. I can't cook at all, and my wife's a great cook, but she has a full-time job. So neither of us have time to feed our three little ones a home-cooked meal. Many of you listening can relate one way or another. Who has the time? Mama Sue's does. That's right. Mama Sue's on East Henry Street in Spartanburg has homemade meals daily for you to pick up, place an order online, or stop in at Mama Sue's. Also check out their $5 lunch specials. Mama Sue's, open Monday through Friday, 10 to 6. When it's hot and it's hot, there's only one thing better than water, ice. And Spartanburg Water has twice the ice with 12 convenient ice houses located around the county. Twice the ice is affordable. Get a 10-pound bag for $1.25 or a 16-pound bag or 20-pound bulk for $1.75. Twice the ice is never touched by human hands, never stored in a warehouse, and uses local water. And it's available 24 hours a day using cash, credit, or debit card. To find the twice the ice location near you, visit spartanburgwater.org slash ice. So, what if you're walking out to your car after work today and it's been mashed by a runaway garbage truck? Yep, State Farm has an agent for that. Having your own State Farm agent means having a real person there to help you when things go wrong. So when accidents happen, you've got someone you know who will be there when you need them. Cliff Gobert in Spartanburg is that State Farm agent. Cliff's got your back when things go wrong. Call Cliff Gobert on East Main Street today, 597-1200. That's 597-1200. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Want to find out what's going on on Fox Sports 1400? Visit our website at SpartanburgSportsRadio.com. We have everything you need, including the all-important Listen Lively. Find it all at SpartanburgSportsRadio.com. And welcome back for our final segment of the 100th show. And uh, let me hit on the rest of this stuff. Let's talk about Jeremy Clements again, since we couldn't get him on the show, and he's taking a cruise right now. But uh, he, uh, uh, the Kansas race last Saturday, um, Brandon Jones won it, but Jeremy, uh, now they don't race this week, and next week they go to Elkhart Lake, where he had his win a few years ago. So this is this could be a good week for Jeremy. But anyway... He, uh, at the Kansas Lottery 250, Brandon Jones was the winner. Austin Sendrick was second. Harrison Burton third in a pretty good finish, pretty tight. Ryan Sieg was fourth. Ross Chastain fifth. Justin Haley sixth. Daniel Hemrick seventh. Michael Annette eighth. Riley Herps ninth. And Justin Allgaier was tenth. Brandon Brown was eleventh. And Jeremy Clements was twelfth. Now, Jeremy, uh, actually, He's still in 13th place, but he lost one point to the guy he's trying to catch in the standings, which is uh, Brandon Brown, the guy that I just mentioned who drives that black number 68. He's got no sponsor or nothing but uh, or anything, but he's, uh, he's doing a really good job. We got to catch him, though, or win a race. And like I said, next week's a good opportunity to win one. But, Alan, you said uh, earlier, I don't know what you said exactly, but it's 32 points. He's 32 points out of uh, 12th place. So we'll be pulling real hard for Jeremy next week at the, uh, get back around, back around here to it if I don't knock the mic off the holder here. 
It'll be the uh, weird name for a race, the Henry 180, whatever that means. And it's at noon on NBCSN um, next Saturday. So yep. that's the Xfinity race. And one thing I want to say about those, and I mentioned it a little bit earlier, they uh, somebody bounced off the wall, Brian Ryan Briscoe or somebody late in that race. And, you know, and the, the announcer says, oh, he really hit it hard, but you couldn't even tell it. And with those composite bodies, you know, it didn't do anything except bounce off the wall. And if that had been a cup car, it would have pushed the metal in on the tires and it would have been all sorts of trouble. And, you know, I'm thinking, I mean, that's the, you know, I didn't like it. I, I want there to be some damage. You hit the wall, you're supposed to get damaged a little you, bit. You and, make that mistake, you're supposed to pay. Well, he didn't pay a bit. I mean, he lost a little ground, but he didn't, uh, there wasn't any damage to speak of. So, uh all right, let's move on, but they uh, that's next week. The trucks are off this week, and um, they will be racing at Michigan next, uh, this looks like the 7th, so that ought to be about next Friday night, I guess, or Friday afternoon. Well, it's the 6 o'clock start to Michigan 200, and that'll be on FS1. But they, uh, they're not running this week. The point standings are, looks like Austin Hill is first, Ben Rhodes second, Christian Eckes is third, Zane Smith fourth, Brett Moffitt fifth, Matt Crafton sixth, Grant Enfinger seventh, Sheldon Creed eighth, Derek Krause ninth, and Todd Gilliland tenth. So uh, that's enough said for the trucks. Indy is off this week. Uh, of course, they're getting they're getting pretty close to uh, running to five hundred. They will run next Saturday in a and Sunday in a doubleheader. Then that will be at Mid Ohio Raceway. That's a road course, and um, next um, Saturday will be the Honda Indy 200, race number one. That's at 2.45, and that'll be on uh, NBCSN, I believe. Uh, no more next week. And then the next day, they're going to run the Honda 200, race number two, at 1.45. So, Indy's got a doubleheader next week, and then they're going to take uh, two weeks off until the Indianapolis 500. And I still haven't heard whether uh, Roger Penske is going to be able to have fans in there or not. I, I, I don't know. Just have to find out later. I hope they do. Well, I do too. Uh, you know, they got enough room that they can spread them out. Yep. Um, yeah, I mean, it's open air. It's not like in a dome or anything. Yeah. I mean, there's plenty of air moving around. And just have people put four or five seats in between everybody. Yeah. And if it's a couple, let them sit together. Yep. I, they, I, I guarantee you. The captain's working on it. You bet on that. <laughs> All right. Well, we got a, a semi-doubleheader with the Formula One boys. Uh, they race tomorrow in the Pirelli British Grand Prix. And uh, that's at Silverstone in England. And I'm calling it a doubleheader because they don't leave England. They come back next Sunday and run the uh, Emirates 70th Anniversary Grand Prix. So they're going to run two weeks in a row at uh, Silverstone in England. Uh, starting tomorrow, and I'll have that uh, TV information here in just a minute. Uh, the point standings over there. Um, once again, uh, Mercedes is running off with it. They've won both the races. Valtteri Bottas won one of them, and Lewis Hamilton's won two. And uh, third is Max Verstappen. Lando Norris is third, who finally got his first uh, podium a couple of weeks ago. Uh, Sergio Perez is fifth. Alexander Albon is is a tied for fifth with it. Uh, excuse me, I hit my word limiter. 
Charles Leclerc is seventh. Carlos Sainz is ninth. So they don't have an eighth here for some reason. And tenth is Sebastian Vettel. Uh, say something while I get a drink. What do you think? I have no idea. But we are going to take this weekend off. So uh, people have been calling me wanting to know what we're going to do this weekend. And uh, just had texts wanting to know if we're going to race tonight. And I think uh, they at Lake Greenwood. So uh, I'd say we're going to, we're going to, I'm going to have a nice evening. Sounds like it. Well, I know. I, can, gotta, I still got to get with you a little bit more on that deal down there because uh, I need to be doing something more than nothing. Of course, my brother says, he said, Gregory's doing the same thing. This is in the latter years. He said, Gregory's doing the same thing he always did. Absolutely nothing. <laughs> but, but you did it well. Okay. Uh, tomorrow. Of, instead of a Hall of Fame, I should have been a Hall of Shame. No. You, <laughs> I, you know, when you start saying stuff like that, I think you didn't keep your daddy out of the Hall of Fame, so you must have done something good. So for 25 years, you were you <laughs> were right things. in the middle of it. You ought to hear the stories these two tell when we're off mic. I mean, they tell some great stories that last commercial break. But anyway, I know Mike Hill will be watching uh, at Elkhart Lake tomorrow in the Road Race Showcase of Road America. And I'll have the times on that in a second. And that's for the, we're talking about the WeatherTech Sports Car Championship that they absolutely blasted the field at Sebring last week. Uh, I guess that was two weeks ago now. And uh, point standings over there. Looks like uh, Mike Conway is first. Ryan Briscoe is second. Ringer van der Zandy is uh, third. Tristan Nunez is fourth. Oliver Jarvis is fifth. And we're going to move on down to uh, Pipo Durrani is ninth, driving the Mike Hill's uh, Cadillac. And uh, on down a little further, Felipe Nasser is 15th. So we'll uh, that'll be a good one to watch tomorrow. And speaking of TV, here is the TV schedule. Nothing today. Uh, so go to your local track, and uh, um, it's going to be tomorrow before you can see anything on the tube. And we're going to start it out at the normal time at 9.05 uh, in the morning on ESPN, the Formula One at Silverton, uh, Silverstone, I'm sorry, Silverstone. Then at 2 o'clock, oh, God, I can't even read it. At 12 o'clock is the, uh, the WeatherTech series we just talked about, and that is on NBC. It's on the main network, and that's from Road America, and um, I'll be watching that. That'll be a good lead-in to the... Uh, um, to the cup race, which starts at 3 on NBCSN. So uh, I think it's pretty nice that they let the sports cars get the main network. And then they put the cup cars over on uh, NBCSN at Loudon, New Hampshire. And uh, so uh, from about noon, well, actually from 9 o'clock in the morning till uh, about 6.30 or 7 o'clock, you got back-to-back racing with Formula One. The WeatherTech Sports Car Series and NASCAR Winston, uh, Winston, um, Cup, just plain old Cup, Monster Cup. They don't even call it Monster anymore. It's just Cup. And uh, so then that's it for this week. Next week, um, uh, we'll talk about next week. So that's it. I got everything that I need to talk about, and we got almost five minutes left. So uh, well, good. I want to go out and reach out to Ernie Smith. I know we didn't talk to him today. We said it either be this week or next week. I do know that his new car that he carried up to Indiana, 
he went back with the Chevrolet engine in it, and there was, I think there's about 18 to 22 cars shows up for that drag series. He did qualify a good stable seventh. Now, how he done on, I, I don't know. I don't know. He may, may have run fifth or whatever, but we'll find out from him maybe next week or I'll be talking to him today. But, uh, yes, yeah, so Ernie, like I say, we'll get to you next week. We just run over. And I know, well, we, we got a 620 gear laid up in that thing now. Had a 583. And he said, it come up off the corner. I mean, come off. He said, smooth. I, I was supposed to say, I ain't never seen a corner in drag racing, Greg. No. <laughs> no, I mean, it would come up. Well, Come off, the, come off the starting line. Yeah, come off that starting line. Don't they say out of the hole or something like that? Something or? Like, yeah. yeah. But, uh, but this, uh, it ain't no corner, is it? Yeah. If you turn in, you're in trouble. <laughs> <laughs> or, so anyway, and so Alan's taking the week. You hear anything from our, uh, our buddy Wally Fowler lately? Ah, uh, picking a whole lot of squash and fixing to set out some watermelons. So, uh, you know, he's... Uh, Talked to him, and uh, he's starting to look for him a place down at Lake Greenwood. Holy mackerel. Oh, yeah. That's going to be about, something about these old retired race car drivers. I heard Strawberry Davis. You remember Strawberry Davis? Oh, he worked for a strawberry yeah. heck of a race driver, too. He got him a place down on Greenwood, too. So uh, I don't know what it is about Greenwood, but all these old retired, I ain't going to say old retired race car drivers. I, I was about to say, Wally <laughs> might take exception to being called an old retired race driver. But uh, something about Lake Greenwood, it's taking a lot of our race car drivers down that way. That's like, it's, got, it's got good fishing. It's a big lake. You know, it's not all real crowded like Bowen and some of these other places. Uh, they got some deals. Man, you've talked about it. I'm still looking at it. Uh, I like fish. And it's it's only an hour away. Yeah, about an hour and 15 minutes. Yeah. Did, you, uh, didn't they find a B-25 in the bottom of Lake Greenwood? No, that's uh, Lake Murray. Lake Murray, they did. Lake yeah, Murray. I thought they found something no, at Lake I, Greenwood. No, uh, at Lake Murray down there, we got a place down there on Lake Murray. It's called Bombers Island. And back in the days, that's where they flew them planes over and let them boys practice dropping bombs on that island. Okay. And if you rode by that island in a boat, all the trees looks like they were stunted in their growth. And uh, actually, a couple of planes went down, or I ain't gonna say a couple. One of them went down, and they they resurrected it out of that lake. And uh, I had a place on Lake Murray whenever they was doing that, and it was it was something to see with them with them airbags and stuff. Huh. I bet it was pumping air to them, and just here it come up out of the water. You know they uh, speaking of B twenty fives, you know they trained the Doolittle Raiders in B twenty fives. I think they wound up down in Florida at Eglin Air Force Base, but I know a lot of that started in Columbia, and they even got a stretch of I twenty six there called the Doolittle Raiders. Uh, highway or interchange or something, so uh, that all adds up. And see, that's where Lake Murray's actually located at. It's just right above Columbia right there. So, yeah. uh, that's something there. Well, we got a minute and a half. Anything to say? Uh, wrap it up there. Go around. Support your local dirt racing this evening. Like I said, there's nothing on TV today, so uh be a good thing to go out here. They're going to have that Ultimate Super Late Malls over at Cherokee Speedway tonight. Uh, they'll put on a good show for you. Stick Elliott. The Stick Elliott Memorial Race. Another blue and yellow car. Oh, yes. Another blue and yellow car. Why'd they call him Stick? Uh, He'd he been known to, to if he, he'd move you. <laughs> yeah. You know, back, back in the day, we used to have a front bumper there, and 
once you had that front bumper there, you just took your piece of two-inch round tubing and you come up off of it and you bolted it to the front bumper with two pieces of quarter-inch steel plate. And we used to call it a cow kicker. That's it. <laughs> That's it. Oh, before, before we forget, I know we're running out of time. Yeah, we are. But I want to wish go. a happy birthday to my brother Brent. Happy birthday, Brent. Brent turned 70 years old Holy on the second. Cow. And my nieces, my nieces that just loved the whole more, our old, made it more family and everything. On August 7th, they would turn 49 years old. Oh, and that's just. And it, they they don't look a day over 30. All of that's impossible. And I remember seeing them. You remember when they had, uh, Bobby Allison had that card, Appleby Smoke wanted his picture made with uh, with those two girls. Yep. <laughs> Man, uh, sent, was it Candy and Missy? Yeah, Candy, Candy and Missy. And, uh, okay, uh, happy birthday to all those people. Thank you for having a great 100th show. We love it. It was uh, um, quite a treat. Natalie, get our table ready. We're on the way. Greg and I'll be there in a few minutes. And the rest of you, keep your distance from each other and be nice and uh, keep it between the fences. You've been listening to Start Your Engines. Tune in each Saturday morning at 10 during the season for the very latest in auto racing news, interviews, and guests from around the sport. To find out more or order Perry Allen Woods books on motorsports, visit McFarlandBooks.com. Start Your Engines has been a presentation of Fox Sports Spartanburg, LLC. All rights reserved. Listen to our programming anywhere on the web at SpartanburgSportsRadio.com. Fox Sports 1400, WFAN.